We're going to have a conversation right now about a subject that I don't think gets talked about enough, and that's our laws in Canada for sex workers. Our next guest argues they are ineffective and they're dangerous for those that are working in this sector. So let's get some perspective from her. Andrea Werhun is a performer, producer, and author of the book Modern Whore, a Memoir. Andrea, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Chelsea. I'm happy to be here. Andrea, on local radio, I don't get to introduce titles like uh, your book name very often. (laughs) So let's just start there because it's, I mean, that's a big one. What is it that your book and your work and your research is really all centered around and about? Well, I I have to say it is centered on sex work. Um, I've been in and out of the industry for the last 10 years. And um, the book, Modern Horror, is my memoir of the time that I worked as an agency escort, I worked as a stripper, I've also done OnlyFans. And so, yeah, it's it's actually an illustrated memoir. It's got a hundred photos. It's a hardcover book. It's by Penguin Random House. So it's beautiful, it's gorgeous, and uh, it's got some pretty interesting stories. Well, I appreciate you creating a little bit of context around the way that you're approaching this conversation with with your experience, because I think that that obviously ignites a lot of passion for for what it is that you're arguing for, for, for safety and for fair laws for those that are sex workers. Last week, Ontario's Superior Court delivered a decision that Canada's criminal laws against sex work are constitutional. So just walk it back for us a little bit, Andrea. How did we get to the point that this was being deliberated on by this court? Yes. Okay. So the Canadian Alliance for Sex Work Law Reform is this, it's this coalition of 25 um, groups that have a mandate to protect sex workers' rights. They launched this constitutional challenge of uh, against uh, the government, essentially for violating sex workers' uh, charter rights to life, liberty, and security. They launched that in March of 2021, and so it was finally heard by the Ontario Superior Court last week. And yes, the decision was indeed that um, the laws are constitutional uh, in that they are working as designed. And so. Basically, how we got there was that in 2013, there was a a challenge to the laws um, in a ruling called Bedford versus Canada. Um, And the Supreme Court actually struck down three criminal provisions that they felt actually harmed sex workers and violated their charter rights. Um, Those provisions were keeping a common body house which prevents sex workers from being able to work together indoors, which the Supreme Court ruled is actually the safest way to do sex work. Mm. Uh, The second provision was living off the avails, which prevents sex workers from hiring third parties like security to keep them safe. And then the third uh, provision was communication, uh, which is used in 90% of uh, charges against sex workers, which prevents sex workers from being able to talk to their clients about uh, the exchange, their rates, their boundaries, it, it actually prevents them from consenting. And so the Supreme Court ruled that those those were all con- unconstitutional for the way that they put sex workers' lives at risk. Uh, unfortunately, in 2014, the Stephen Harper's conservatives were in power and they reacted to that constitutional ruling by instead introducing and passing a bill called the uh, Protection of Communities and Exploited Persons Act, which reinstated those three laws and then also added another one, which is the criminalization of purchasing sexual services, which is the first time that it happened in Canada's history. And so this constitutional challenge today is is going up against that bill and, and that set of laws. It feels to me, and 
and you can speak to this better than I can, Andrew, that some of these laws um, really, I mean, they, they harm sex workers. They feel as though maybe um, we're, we're burying our heads in the sand a little bit about what's going on and trying to just pretend that it doesn't exist and therefore not protecting these people in any way. Yeah, I would agree. I mean, it's sex work is, you know, colloquially known as the oldest profession in the world. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's, there's ever been a successful attempt at, at truly annihilating this industry. I think it will always exist. And I think it's foolhardy to pretend that we can abolish the industry ending demand, which is the model currently espoused by, by the Canadian government. It's called the Nordic model. And it's never worked. It's never worked anywhere where it's it's been instituted. And pretending that sex work isn't going to happen really just harms sex workers. And I think there's a lot that we can do to um, reduce its harms and, and also keep it safe. And it's an interesting one to try to, I think, pose to people because there are, there are some taboos around this subject, right? And, and I think that these laws are intending to try to end the demand for sexual services. But as you're explaining, I mean, that's that's not likely going to ever happen it's never happened right right exactly yeah i i I don't think yes sorry go on well let's i mean why is this why is this not working maybe you can clarify and 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 kind of use the time now to, to really explain why trying to create these laws that really just end or limit safety for sex workers aren't working really outline that All right. So technically speaking, under the current laws, it's actually legal for sex workers to provide the service. It's illegal for someone to buy the service. Mm. And it's it's illegal, again, for sex workers to communicate boundaries. It's also illegal for them to advertise their services. So while the act itself is uh, legal, there is no way to engage in sex work in a way that uh, doesn't break the law. And so the way that that actually like has a real life impact on a sex worker's ability to say, call the police in in, in an instance of an emergency, sex workers under the current framework do not feel safe or comfortable contacting law enforcement under the risk that they may be arrested themselves. And I know that, you know, sex trafficking and underage sex work is you know, it's it's awful and it's terrible and it absolutely should not be happening and it should be punished to the full extent of the law. But the best way to, to weed out exploitation in the industry is by partnering with sex workers and making sex workers feel safe enough that they can actually contact law enforcement when they witness exploitation happening. But as it stands, as a result of these laws, there is no way that sex workers feel safe to engage with the police when they witness exploitation or experience it. And there's also studies uh, that have come out of Canada specifically as a result of these laws that have found that police surveillance and harassment has increased against sex workers. And when sex workers experience that type of behavior from police, they are five times less likely to contact uh, law enforcement in the case of an emergency. And so there are real life, like, harms done to sex workers as a result of these laws and and any attempt to like uh stimmy the the demand it all it really does is is harm sex workers and make it easier for us to be harmed by people andrea are there other places that we can look to um around the world that are doing it better that that kind of paint a clearer picture of what might be a better approach Absolutely. So New Zealand is 
the shining example of a place that has had sex work decriminalized for the last 20 years. And they have found that violence against sex workers has decreased. Uh, workplace conditions have improved. And sex work has been integrated into social and legal frameworks because they regulate the industry like other commercial businesses. Sex workers also have access to unemployment benefits should they choose to leave the industry. There is an understanding there that it is a job like any other, and there should be no type of uh, sexual harassment, abuse, uh, exploitation uh, by virtue of the fact that people are in the sex industry. Sex work is work under that framework, and, and I think it's something that Canadians should be really looking to as something we should emulate here. Is it what Canadians want? Are, are Canadians, you know, conservative in this sense where this is something that's seen as as too taboo to even advocate for or to approach? What is the average Canadian uh, or, or what, have, what, a da- what does data suggest that Canadians actually want to see push forward? I mean, I would say sort of like I I can't speak to any studies on this, but I would say that Canadians are uncomfortable talking about sex in general. I think it's it's probably an unpopular uh, topic to take up. Uh, with with uh, local politicians because it may not necessarily earn them any votes. I think uh, what's clear is that that a lot of politicians gain power when they when they try to take a really strong um, anti-sex work stance, and obviously that's what the conservatives did in 2014 with these laws. But I think that people should be brave, and we should we should just have a really honest conversation, not only about sex and sex work, but I think about work in general. I think people have a really hard time combining the two together. But at the end of the day, this is about labor rights, because that's what sex workers are demanding. We just want our work to be considered real work, and we want to be able to access the benefits and the charter rights that everybody else has. It feels like it's an uphill battle. Do you have... Do you have optimism as you're advocating for this? Yeah, I absolutely have optimism. I've definitely seen a lot of commentary on on these issues and people just feeling really tired with this idea that we can prohibit something that feels like human nature. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think this sort of repetition throughout history to try and, and control and abolish and end human sexual desire, it's never worked. I think people are tired of it, and I think people are ready to listen to sex workers um, because that's at the end of the day, that's what this is about. People have always legislated around us, but they've never let us speak for ourselves. And what they did in New Zealand was they actually consulted with sex workers and, and created laws in conjunction with them, and that's why they've seen such a positive change uh, in regards to their, their, their sex work law. Andrea, thank you so much for for outlining this and for making some time today. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Of course. That's Andrea Warehun, a a performer, producer, and author of the book Modern Whore, a memoir. If you want to read her article talking about Canada's sex work laws being ineffective and dangerous, in her words, uh, you can check it out at theglobeandmail.com.